Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Episode 101, people. Speaking of 101, thank God it isn't 101 degrees outside. It is nice and rainy. I don't even feel like I'm in California right now. It is so gloomy. It is so cloudy. It's so gray outside. I love it. I enjoy it. I think it's great. Although I do appreciate the sun, a little bit of vitamin D is always a good thing, I think. For most people, for most of us, we could use some vitamin D every once in a while. Don't you think? Um, even though it is nice to get some sunlight, we live in California. We get sun every damn day for the most part. Having winter actually be winter is such a treat, at least from the perspective of somebody who lives in California. Now, if you move from like, oh, New York, Maine, Massachusetts, and you're like, it doesn't snow here? What's going... Like, first of all, let me just tell you this. A lot of people who don't live in California don't know that California is essentially a desert that we've made into a habitable state. For the most part, most of California is just a barren wasteland. When it comes to the summer months, if we didn't have trees that we planted, lakes that we've built, rivers that we've kind of created, um, parks that we've, grass that we've planted, I don't think that it would be a sprawling um, place of vegetation and life. It's not like it's going to be the rainforest, for God's sakes. No, it's pretty dry when it's not the winter season. So us actually having a very wet winter has been pretty lit, I have to say, because the last couple ones haven't been as wet. You know, that's not my fault. That's not really anybody's fault. It's just how it's been. And now that we have all this water and all this precipitation i think like just in the past couple days we got actually like around like two inches of water which is actually a lot more than you think i mean you think about two inches of water you're like that ain't that much but it has to rain a lot for it to accumulate that much rainfall you know, I don't know how they measure it. If they just take like a cup and put it out in the water or in the rain and then they count how much, you know, they, they, they measure how much that cup fills up within a certain amount of time. And if it's that much, then, you know, I don't know the science behind it or the or the meteorology, whatever it is. But like there's a way to 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 measure the rainfall. And I guess we got a lot so much that the basin that I live by is kind of overflowing in some places. Not overflowing, but it's getting close to overfilling, which is kind of scary because, you know, 
it, I haven't seen it that high in a, in a long time, like maybe like five years. You know, it's been a while. But if that thing overflows, like what do we do? Do we just evacuate? What do I, I have no idea. Hopefully the drainage system like on the sidewalks, you know, outside the basin um, is able to, uh, you know, capture all the water. That way, there's not much flooding because that's the worst thing that ha- that could happen in our situation living in California is flooding. Because we aren't super um, accustomed to getting a lot of rainfall, which we have been getting in the past couple weeks um, at such a fast rate, it's hard for us to manage all that water and where to put it. Because, like I said, basins get filled up, rivers get filled up, shit gets filled up with water pretty quickly. And then we're like, yes, we need the water because droughts and dryness, but also... We need it more spaced out, you know, not all at once. So one, we could soak it all up as much as we can and efficiently and not waste some of that water. But also, you know, that way not everything, all of our irrigation systems are overflowing all at once. Because let's face it, we're not Miami. We aren't um, Louisiana. We're not Houston. We're not cities where... Um, you are expecting lots of amounts of water and precipitation. We don't have that kind of drain or irrigation system to to prepare for to even withstand this type of rainfall. So I'm a huge fan of the rain and I love the rain and I think that it's nice and pleasant and it's good to have an actual real winter. But, Maybe cool it off a little bit, just just so we could, just so we are, we are we are um, prepared, we are capable to prepare for the precipitation that we are about to um have. That way we can actually live our lives not having to worry about flash floods. You know, there's been a lot of videos circulating of landslides and and trees being blown down and stuff like that. Luckily, where I live, the wind has not been super bad, but I've heard in other places around California that the wind is pretty crazy, pretty like, like, I don't like. it's just, you know, you don't want to be caught up in that, you know, my brother was recently driving down the grapevine to LA and he was kind of worried because the wind on the grapevine, especially during stormy season, you know, storming right now is gets pretty bad, and I have not driven down the the grapevine in in bad weather in a long time. But when I did, I remember it does get pretty rough out there. Like the wind is just like funneled through these mountains, and it's swirling and just going all over the place, and it can get pretty rough out there. You can be you know for one minute like cool. The next minute, just gusts of wind, just like almost tipping your car over. Like it could be pretty scary out there. Do you guys remember? I think that there was a hurricane recently. I cannot remember where it was, or maybe it was a tornado that ripped through some city. And um, there was like surveillance footage of like a a semi truck um parking lot or a semi truck um a semi truck um rest rest up i think it was and they the the wind was so strong 
that it was lifting up um, the shipping containers that the that the uh, that the that the that the trucks were carrying just by the wind. The power of the wind was lifting up the containers that these trucks were carrying. I could not believe it. I've never seen anything like that before. It was like something out of the day after tomorrow. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is in that that's insane. Like you would have to think that if someone was caught in that wind, they would be blown away. They they would have to, right? Or or is there's something that I'm missing that we're able I mean, you see like footage of like um on-site reporters like covering a hurricane, right? They're like in the actual storm at that point. You know, when they're like reporting live and the wind and the rain and the water is just crazy and they're reporting on like, you know, everyone's been evacuated but the reporter and he's just like, yeah, Jim, yeah, it's pretty rough out here. The The winds are reaching up to 70 miles an hour. I can barely stand. It's like, why, who, first of all, if, you know, um, if Dan, Dan, the weather guy, is reporting to Jim, and let's say Dan, you know, slips, trips, or, you know, a giant gust of wind just blows him away, and he gets seriously injured, what do you do at that point? Like, whose fault is it? Is the news station going to cover um, Dan's injuries? Uh, because, for one, if it's a live broadcast, and you, you, you know, you, you broadcast him getting blown away... Obviously, Dan has all the all the proof in the world that yeah, I got blown away by the wind. I broke my arm. I need some cash because you know I need the money to freaking uh, fix my arm. You know, like that would be something that hopefully you know the news station would be loyal to because for one, you know our good old boy Dan is reporting the weather in a hostile environment where you should not be, where people have been evacuated because it's dangerous to live there or to be there. And this guy is hustling, getting that story, getting the news, breaking news on the minute of it happening. I would feel like he would be um, actually, well, first of all, hopefully Dan is paid well. Second of all, if anything does happen to Dan, he gets the cash to help fix whatever, you know, that was, you know, uh, that, that, that he needs to get fixed. Whether that be broken arm, little bruises here and there, it's like I mean, like what reporting on hurricanes and all that cannot be an easy task. There's debris flying everywhere. You know, it would just be an absolute hassle to report on that kind of weather. Something that you think that uh, maybe I could do, but also maybe I don't think I can do because I, for one, am extremely terrified of bad weather. Why? You, why you say, I think we all kind of are. I remember when I was a young kid, I would get freaked out when the wind would, would blow super, super, super hard because I have seen movies and shit where there's tornadoes. And my God, those things are so scary. The, 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 the little funnel clouds that touch the ground and it just spins out of control, wrecking shit. Like, I live in California. They're not that that you know common but other places like texas oklahoma like they get them all the time over there like jesus christ it's like how do you guys live peacefully knowing that there could be a hurricane that or a tornado that whips up like in within seconds of where you live minutes of where you live and just be completely fine you know obviously 
that's not the case because they, they evacuate and all that. But still, it's like you're choosing to live there where there could be a tornado pretty much any bad weather day. You know, it's a possibility. Now, there has been some instances where in California that there's nearly that there, there, there's like almost going to be a tornado, like a tornado like might form. I've seen the warnings on TV where a tornado is possible, but it never really materializes for some reason. You know, thank Christ that that doesn't happen. But if it did, holy shit, I think I would actually shit my pants because weather, like I said, is just scary because one, it's like freaky to look at. Bad weather is scary. Dark clouds, high winds, you know, it's all dark and gloomy. It's like, whoa, lightning, thunder, it's loud. It's it's scary. It's a scary thing. But some people love it. Some people actually love it so much, so much they want to chase it. You remember the show Storm Chasers? I believe it was on Discovery or the Travel Channel when they got these lunatics that would just drive into the eyes of storms and just record video and see how close that they can get and, and tell you the science of, 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 uh, on these storms and these clouds and be like, oh, this is a, a super, you know, a category one, this or that. It's like, bro, get the hell out of there. What are you doing? That could flip your car over. You ever see like how there's like a giant tornado and like it kind of close to like a freeway or a highway and you just got cars just going on the highway, both sides like, eh, tornado, I got to get to work. You know, it's like, dude, how are you guys even like, what are you doing? There's some people driving towards the tornado, like in the direction of where it's coming. It's like, what are you doing? Like I've read and I've heard that tornadoes are not like they don't last that long. That they're they're kind of like short burst um, storm events. Like they're kind of like for maybe five minutes max, and then they kind of just disappear. You know, but still five minutes. A lot can happen in five minutes. I've seen what a tornado can wreck within like five minutes. It's crazy. You just got to be, you know, I guess out of that area. But you got people just driving in the in the direction like, hey, yeah, tornado, whatever. You gotta have balls of steel. Yeah, like, is everybody now going to be a storm chaser to get, you know, that kind of stuff? Because I'm surprised that stuff hasn't, like, you know, blown up on TikTok. Like, you got some, like, person who, like, travels to, you know, wherever to find a storm and just broadcast it on TikTok. Makes TikTok videos, you know, short-formed, crazy videos that probably wouldn't make it on storm chasers because of, you know... um producers and all that at this point you don't have any producer you can just put whatever the hell you want on tiktok and then cash some checks and get some views and cash cash some checks i mean it's pretty simple i'm sure people have done it but probably not to the extent that that it's it's like its own thing you know on tiktok um but kind of you know that, that was a little bit of a tangent kind of spawning off the weather that we've been having here i mean as as much as i appreciate the weather in California, it being sunny a lot, I do also love and appreciate and will soak up any time we can get some rain because obviously we do need it. And also the fact that it's not searing hot or warm right now, it does feel very, very good. Again, I think I would say I'd rather take freezing cold than scalding hot any day of the week because one, you can just bundle up and get warm that way. Scalding hot, you can be, you know, t-shirt, shorts, you know, even shirt off and still be hot. You would at least need AC to be to make it manageable, you know, where depending on where you are. 
If it's cold, just bundle up if you don't want to turn on the heater. You know, it's it's that's, I think, more manageable than scalding hot, in my opinion. I think most people would agree with me on that point. Not to be someone who is seeking for agreeance on topics. I'm not that type of person. I don't think that, you know, that that is what makes me me. I don't seek approval for most for people. No matter if they are, you know, in a high higher position than me, um an elite above me, leagues above me or an equal. I'm not a person that that tends to seek approval by anybody because I feel like, why would I need to agree with you? Why would I need you to agree with me? You know, I just feel like I'm a person, I'm one person with an opinion. And if that opinion is not something that um, is the same as, let's say, someone above me or even equal to me or even below me, like I don't even, I don't care. I, I truly don't care. I'm not a person that needs to seek approval from anybody because I feel like I do a pretty good job. I, I will take some criticisms, obviously. Give me criticisms. Give me some feedback. But I don't, I don't need to seek approval by anybody, you know? And that's just not, not the type of person that I am. I've never really been all about that. You know, I just do my thing, do my job, whatever it is. Do it the best that I can and be like, and not try to, you know, suck it up or kiss up to someone or seek somebody's approval. Because I think if you do that, then you're not really thinking about yourself in that moment. You're thinking about the other person. It's like, there's, you know, there's a, there's a point where I think that you should be able to find a balance between seeking approval and doing it for yourself as well. I think that if you do it to make, um, the other person's, tasks or duty or and or job smoother or better that's one thing um that's just being a team player i think i think at that point you're not really um talking about um seeking approval you're just being a team player and i think especially with me um being the person that i think that i am one when i am tasked to be a part of a team and to lead either lead a team or be a part of a team, I feel like a duty of being a in a in a team is to do your said job to the best of your ability. That hopefully other people on that team will do their job equally as good or even better to in a way in a way so that no one is not pulling their own weight and therefore the job gets done as simple and as quick and easy as possible if everybody's pulling their own weight. It's like, you know, this is going to be probably a bad comparison, but if you've ever seen videos on YouTube of, like, I think it's Navy SEALs who have to, like, carry this, like, gigantic log from each each shoulder to, like, left shoulder to the right shoulder and then, in, like, just switch them over, you know, as they're like doing like a jog or something like that, or just like in maybe just stationary, just like doing that workout. If one person is like faltering their strength and they don't have the strength to lift it up, it literally affects everybody else in that line of people who are trying to do the task. So I always kind of think of a task like that. If I'm not pulling my weight, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to put my entire team in jeopardy. And that's not cool. That's not cool. Um, so I think that, you know, me being a team player 
is important, not only to just like everybody else, but I think to myself, it's also important. It's good for character. It's good to kind of reflect on that type of stuff, to let yourself know that you are capable and you're willing to make the sacrifices um, to do that type of stuff. And I think that that makes you a better person. It makes you more empathetic. And it makes you kind of look at the world a little bit of, at a different lens. You know, you could look at, at the, at, you know, the world at a lens of just you, singularly you, and that's it. And there's nothing really wrong with that. Like that's, I mean, I think we all kind of do that in certain, you know, uh, certain experiences and certain points in our life. We all kind of do it just at a singular vision of just me, 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 me. That's that's cool. I think that that that's that's kind of human. That's kind of like built into our DNA. Like we can say that, oh, I'm not selfish. I care about people. But it's like how how are you willing to go out of your own way to do things that are more than just for you? And most people will say, yeah, I will. But there's always going to be some situations where like nah, I just want to you know do it for me you know, whatever that may be, you know, do I want to go and volunteer for this, or do I just want to go take a nap, and, you know, I'm kind of tired, but I also kind of want to go serve the community, that would be nice, but I need a nap, but I need a nap, and in that case, if you pick nap, you're picking yourself over others, you know, but you don't really truly feel all that bad about it, right, I mean, some people will, others might not in that situation, they might feel like, you know what? I've earned a nap. I need to go take a nap. I feel like I need to take a nap right now. I'll be honest. I'm a little tired, but I'm serving the community of this podcast at the moment. And I feel like I feel better about it. I feel a lot better about it. Now, was I going to cancel this show? No, absolutely not. In fact, I'm recording a lot later than I would because I had to go do something. But I'm still here. No days off. Um, I'm going to, I, I will, I, I will one day be able to take a nap and feel good about it. Um, actually, that's a lot. I've been taking a nap, a nap pretty much every day for the past couple of days. I've been pretty tired. I don't know why. I just am. Maybe I need more coffee. Maybe I'm just going to need to sleep a lot better. Maybe more sleep. I know that's, you know, when I'm saying nap, it's like, ah, you don't need more sleep. Maybe I do. Maybe I need better a better night's sleep. It's kind of been taking me a little while lately to just fall asleep. Um, I don't know if it's because I got to be up early or if it's because I, I just feel like I don't have enough, you know, you know, hours to sleep. I kind of toss and turn in my bed. I'm just like, ugh, I got to be up at this time. Uh, yikes, this is annoying. Maybe I just gotta like really go to bed super early. You know, knock out, wake up, and then reset my entire sleeping sleeping schedule. You know, just get it back on track. Because I feel like I'm just kind of in this rut of just being like, meh, I don't really want to. Because I'm a person that I don't like going to bed at a certain time. Just because I feel like I'm still kind of a night owl. I like doing things at night. I don't know why. It, it makes no sense because I work in the morning and it's like this is stupid but I feel like when it's you know when it's nighttime and I'm like off it's like I why well, I got to do stuff I got to go 
maybe chat with my friends, watch some TV, watch some YouTube, watch a game or something like that. Some sports center that kind of takes me to a little bit too late. I'm like, all right, time to go to bed. And then I'm like thinking like, oh, I got to be up at this time in the morning. God damn it. Why I just go to bed earlier, but I want to do other things. It's like, you know, it's just like the, the, the basic qualms, the basic hurdles of life, you know, of, you know, of being a working class citizen, you know, doing your job, doing your thing and also doing the side hustle, which is this podcast, of course, and also having to take care of your health and your body, your sleep schedule, your, your mind and all that stuff. Maybe I should meditate. Maybe I should, you know, try to close my eyes every once in a while, but not fall asleep, even though that's super hard to do for me and just be like, um, um, and just like, kind of like let loose. I mean, I've never meditated before in my entire life. Um, I'm pretty sure I've tried once, but I'm pretty sure I was not in the meditative state that you're supposed to be in. I think that, you know, what I was described to before was meditating is like shutting your eyes and thinking, thinking about, I'm pretty sure about absolutely nothing and then falling asleep or not falling asleep, but, but, and, and not falling asleep, sorry, is to shut your eyes Think about nothing, I believe, and then not fall asleep. But it's like, how do you even do that? Like, sometimes I have trouble keeping my eyes awake. And it's like, well, what am I doing here, you know? So don't tell me. Maybe you're supposed to meditate it while fully rested. I feel like now that I think about it, meditating would only work if you're fully, like, eight hours of sleep rested and not tired whatsoever, you know? That way you're not like nodding off and stuff like that and you're actually falling asleep. You're actually just, you know, actually meditating. I would love to see if that actually works on me because I feel like it would, but I feel like also it'd be like nearly impossible for me to do unless I get a good night's sleep, which hasn't happened in a while. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I am a, I'm a work in progress. You know, I'm trying to be better every single day, every single day. I try to do things a little bit different, a little bit better. I try my hardest to eat better. Like tonight, I'm going to have a salad for for dinner, you know, I, 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 with my dinner, sorry. Not for my dinner, but with my dinner. I'm going to have a salad because it's better, you know. I'm going to try to go to bed earlier tonight. Why? Because it's better, you know. I'm going to try tomorrow to eat something better for lunch because it's better. I'm going to try tomorrow to to uh drink more water because that is even better. And for a snack, I'm going to try to go even healthier because that is also better. You know, it's it's, it's a work in progress. You know, it's not always about um the 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 new year's resolutions which by the way, I have been maintaining mine which is not eating um after 8 p.m. I have actually been to the T on this. I have been doing this, you know, up until this point, uh, I've been perfect since I, since I said, since I made that resolution for this year, I have not eaten past 8 p.m., which is a good thing because I feel like now that I'm doing that, I, 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 I psychologically feel healthier. I also physically feel a little bit healthier, but I just, I think I, it's always it's it's a good thing to not eat that late because it, you just I guess you f- don't feel as bloated when you go to bed I I guess 
like when I think about it, I'm actually thinking about it right now. When I would used to eat like into the to into the you know whenever I when I before I had this resolution of not to eat past eight eight p.m. I would eat snack on stuff, maybe have a second meal or something like that, and be like, "Ooh, I feel, I feel satisfied." I mean, the food tastes good, but I'm kind of bloated right now. You know, having finished eating by eight p.m., you know, done eating, is actually kind of a relief because I kind of feel like I'm giving my body even more time to di- digest food and. I guess, you know, cutting off the food intake, you know, kind of makes me feel a little bit, little bit more healthier. I'm probably not doing a whole lot in terms of healthy changes by stopping food intake by 8 p.m. Pretty sure you should be stopped eating food at a much earlier time. I think like maybe 6 or 7 p.m. But hey, it's a step in the right direction. Before I didn't have, I had no limits. You know, I, I was limitless, but now I'm going to set limits for myself because one, I feel like that I have the mentality to do it because I'm a strong minded, minded individual. I feel like I am. And, you know, it's, I'm not going to treat it as, you know, as much as I already de- declared it a new year's resolution. It's a new year's resolution. You know, it's uh it's pretty much like, I don't feel like I'm putting limits on myself, but I'm making myself uh, better in a certain way. In a certain aspect with the eating limitation, it makes me feel better. And it really has. Um, So I'm going to keep up with that. I've made it my goal. It's a work in progress, work in progress, and it's going to get better. I also made another statement. Now, this wasn't made on the podcast, but it was made with my friends online this past weekend we were talking about video games and i thought i'd bring this up right now because i feel like i need to make it public a public statement right here right now on this podcast i have been talking a lot of shit a whole lot of shit on a little game called halo infinite for months now months i haven't played it um i haven't played it and, and enjoyed playing it for months now one because i well i i don't have it on my xbox anymore and two i just kind of have lost the the drive and the passion to want to enjoy it and so i'm going to make it very clear right now until halo infinite multiplayer receives a battle royale i am boycotting that game until it does Making it here public right here, right now. I am boycotting Halo Infinite until it receives a Battle Royale. So I will not be playing Halo Infinite until it receives a Battle Royale. I'm making it here right now. Right now. And by the way, this is my boycott. I can end it if I want to before that. I'm just saying. But... Until they get a battle royale, I am not ending my boycott. But I can edit whenever I want. Um, I think that this game, Halo Infinite, is so bad. It's so such in a bad place. Some people, like me, will say that it is. 
Other people will say that it's fun, still, deluded, delusional people. But I feel like, you know, if you can make your stand and continue to play it, then I can make my stand and boycott it with all my heart can take. I will boycott it and continue to boycott it, like I said, until it, re- it receives its much-needed battle royale. You know, they've had some updates. They've had a couple game modes, some maps that are broken, some max- maps that have been fixed. Ultimately, for me, it is not enough for me to continue to play the game. It is not enough for me to come back to the game. It's not enough for me to be excited about the game. It's not enough for me to enjoy playing that game. I'm sorry, but it's just not there. And once you add a battle royale that is competent, that I think looks good, I will come back. Until then, I am boycotting Halo Infinite. By the way, I can end the boycott whenever I want because it's my boycott. Um, Just so we know, for the record, boycotting Halo Infinite until I decide to lift the boycott. It's my boycott. Um, But until then, I'm boycotting. Just thought I'd share that with you all. All right, talking about sports now. Talking about sports. This is going to be the last half of the show is talking about sports. So sorry if you don't like sports. I'm sorry, but I haven't talked about sports in a while and ultimately football. Um, because we got a lot to talk about in, in, in the NFL and with college football actually ending uh, this past weekend, uh, th- this past Monday, actually, with uh, Georgia beating TCU. 65-7 to seven in the national championship game. Let me say this again. Georgia beat TCU 65-7 to seven in the national championship game. Does that seem wrong to you? Does that seem like it should have happened in a national championship game? You would think no. You would think, no, because I know, okay, we all knew coming into this game that Georgia, right, the Georgia Bulldogs were the best team in college football. You know, they were, you know, slightly challenged by a couple schools, and people thought that they probably wouldn't be able to be as good as they were last year, winning the title last year. And I'm not the biggest college football guy, all right, I'll be honest. I don't live in an area where there's a lot of college football to be praised about. I I love my school. I support my alumni. But I'm not like a super diehard college football guy. I mean, that's just not the part of the country that I live in. Maybe if I lived in the Midwest or the South, I would be different. But I don't live there. So it's kind of out of my... It's not a part of my zeitgeist. It's not a part of my galaxy. It's not a part of my world. College football is just not that... In certain parts of the country. I'm sorry. It's just not. But. I do love football. And as much as I enjoy watching football. Um, as much as I think that sometimes college football. In, in most For most games. Um, the competitiveness. The talent. The. the, 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 the not, not just the style. But the quality of play. Is not even close for me. To NFL level. So I kind of ha- have a hard time really, you know, gr- gr- getting engaged in the games because, like, there's just a lot of games where um, it can be very one-sided, very lopsided, very uncompetitive from certain schools, certain teams. 
Um, and it just doesn't really seem seem like a uh, fun sport to watch unless you're betting. And I'm not a betting man, so uh, I kind of don't watch it. So that's kind of where I am with it. Um, but I do tend to watch national championship games, bowl games as well, just because they should be the better games of the two. And I try to, you know, force myself to be like, hey, this is cool stuff. This is going to be cool. Sometimes it doesn't end up that way, but other times it will. I'm sadly to report that this was probably the worst in recent history, recent memory, that this might have been the one of the worst um, college football playoff national championship games that I have ever witnessed. And I, and I didn't even watch most of the game. I saw the scores. You know, I checked back in, been at check back in after like a you know every 20 minutes or so to see what it was. It got worse and worse for TCU. Got better and better for Georgia. I'm like, I'm like, all right, this is this is kind of expected, but you know, I would think that you know, a national championship game, neutral field, maybe TCU should have a little bit better of a uh, competition here, a little bit better of a uh, competitive spirit. But I was dead wrong. I mean, like Georgia just still kind of proves that they're the best college football team out there, and like by by fucking leaps and bounds, better than TCU even. Now, people would say that, well, we probably should have had Ohio State versus Michigan for the championship. That might have been better. But the facts are, we got TCU versus Georgia, and we have to base it on what we got. And my God, what we got, I think, was an embarrassment to the country, according to my brother. That's my brother's quote. An embarrassment to the country, and I wholeheartedly agree with that, man. Because we should not be seeing that for the college football playoff final. I'm sorry, but that should not be televised. It should not be. It's a disgrace to the country. It's a disgrace to the sport. It's a disgrace to me. It's an embarrassment because we have people that spend so much money, you know, preparing for the preparing the venue getting everybody you know ready the team's ready the school's ready travel people going fans going TCU fans going to see an absolute horseshit of a game that they didn't even have a chance to win I'm sorry but it's an embarrassment and a disgrace and now we have to break it down even more because we now we got to think about the future the future of the college football playoff and what is going to happen in the future? Do they actually expand to eight teams in the playoff? Are they going to do that? You know, it's not confirmed yet that they're going to do that next year. But it, it's, it most likely looks that they will do that. Now, what do I think of that? You know, I've kind of been in the past. I've kind of wanted to see more teams in the playoff. Why? Because it makes it more interesting. I think it would make it more interesting just to see other teams and you know have a shot at winning a national championship game. But however, I don't think that you can put in you know you can put up to 12 teams in it, 12 8 to 18 16 teams whatever. I still think Georgia was going to win it either way. They're that good of a team that that it almost feels like, you know, the games before the national championship game were so much better, far more superior 
to the actual national championship game that it almost kind of feels like, uh, why we built up to this? I mean, we just had a good week of actual real competitive games, and now we get this 65-7 to bullshit? Are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I don't want to see more good games only to get a shitty final. You know what I'm saying? I feel like just because you add more teams doesn't mean that Georgia is not going to lose. Uh, when I saw Georgia play Ohio State, I was like, okay, maybe Ohio State's playing pretty good. Ohio State's a good team. They they played them pretty. They matched up pretty well with them all game. They just won by missing a field goal. Uh, Georgia did. And then I look at TCU like, damn, I mean, like, they're, they're, they beat Michigan. They should be pretty good against Georgia. Why not? You know, let's see. Then we get 65-7. to 7, It's like, oh, what the fuck? Are we, were we all wrong? What's what's going on here? Like, what? how did this happen? How did we let this happen? The committee, the people who run college football, how did we let this happen? I, I have no answers for that. I truly don't know the answer to that. I don't think that, ultimately, I don't think that, you know, putting in 8 or 12 teams is going to solve anything. I think it's just going to add more misery, honestly. Um, I think the final, you know, in college football final, you know, aside from, from like a couple few games in the past, um, they're like not <clears throat> games like this really make it seem that, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter how many teams you're going to put in the best one is still going to win it. There's no, which it should be. You know, Georgia is the was the best team in college football, you know, bar none. They should have won it, Dan. I'm happy that they did win it. You know, it makes the most sense. It truly does. But if you're somebody who likes a little, a little bit of chaos and wants to watch the world burn and wants to see teams fall, the great teams fall, which I would have loved to seen. Uh, don't get me wrong. I would have loved to seen that, to see that. I don't think that it's ever going to happen because college football is so can be so one-sided, like I've said. You, know, you just got better recruits. You got better players. I'm pretty sure that Georgia has like had like a lot more five-star recruits than TCU did. Like I mean, I'm just like I'm not like 100% sure on it, but I if I were to bet money that they had way more five-star recruits than TCU, I'd bet a lot of money. I just I have a feeling that you know, they have a lot more than TCU does. I mean, everyone talked about every player on Georgia, and I've heard nothing, absolutely nothing, about TCU players. Like, what? and you're surprised that they lost by this much? No, I'm not surprised. I just feel like the college football playoff final, for the most part, is super predictable. The way to get there might maybe not as much. But the playoff itself, if you got Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, you, they're probably going to win. Ohio State, probably going to win. You know, it's just, it, it's it's become that predictable now that I'm not mad at it. I'm not like mad. I'm just kind of frustrated and disappointed that it seems like they build up something that's so grand and hype in the, in the college football playoff final. And then we get 65 to 7. And then we're like, what the fuck? What do we do wrong here, folks? You know, I just, but again, I'm not like a college football guru, not a college football connoisseur. 
I'm a I'm pretty casual when it comes to the college football, but I just feel like we deserve a better final than we've been getting. You know what? I'm gonna look up something and I'm gonna try to figure this out because I need to see the college football um playoff final scores. Um all right, so I was able to find some stats here. Um within the past, let's see, one hold on, one, two, three four five in the past five seasons five years five seasons actually the final scores for the college football playoff have not been all that close in terms of like closeness to win the game um they haven't been that good they haven't been like nail biting the closest one that we've gotten in the past was alabama georgia and Alabama won that game in 2017, 26-23. So it wasn't like... That was probably the better game, the better natty in a while. But it's again, it's been a while. It's been like six years almost. Five or six years. Um, so I guess my point is, is like, I mean, we, we just haven't had that many close games in recent history. They've all been kind of blowouts. Like, you go to, like, the one in 2016... Clemson, Alabama. That was a four-point game. Clemson won. Um, Alabama, Clemson. The year before that was uh, forty-five to forty. Much closer in that. Ohio State, Oregon in twenty fourteen. That one was well forty-two to twenty. But I mean, we've had a lot of uh, crazy, crazy. Um, I guess better games in the past. The most recent ones, like I said, five five years ago, not been that close. Which I guess is kind of telling. It's like, well, is the playoff really working all that well? Is it working? I don't know. Doesn't seem like it is. Doesn't seem like we're getting the best teams. Like I said, maybe, maybe if we get, maybe, maybe if they do expand it to eight or twelve teams, maybe we'll get it then. But still, I think that the, for the most part. Whichever team is the most dominant, again, who gets the most recruits, is going to be pretty hard to beat. In this case, it's been Georgia for the past two years. NIL is a thing now, so it's like maybe there's like really no chance to beat the number one team. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong, but that's just kind of my, 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 my take on that. Uh, moving on, though, to the NFL, the sport that matters, in my opinion. We have the playoff picture set. We're set for the playoffs, and I'm excited because we get to see finally, you know, the playoffs are, are upon us, and we're going to see who's going to separate, who's going to be the men from the boys in these, you know, weeks coming up because, listen, I, I understand. I love the regular season of the NFL. Sundays are packed with games. It's the it's one of, like, the better, like, times as a sports fan all year truly is. Um, but now we're into the playoffs. And we got some pretty, pretty interesting matchups that we have coming up that I think are going to be pretty um, fun to watch and telling. And you know, it's only going to be—it's only going to get crazy because the NFL is crazy. Because once you lose, you you lose. It's over. It's done. You can't come back. There's no series there's no aggregate it's just the game and that's it and i feel like you know cer certain teams have definitely gotten the the shorter end of the stick in terms of who they're going to have you know available for their games 
um, just like you know Baltimore and uh, and uh, Miami, both going to be without their starting quarterbacks for different reasons. Tua still has not cleared concussion protocols. Um, I, I believe that this is his third uh, concussion within the year, which is crazy to think about. Sad to think about, but that's just how it's played out. Um, you never want to see that happen for a player. It's not fun. It's not cool. Uh, it's it's pretty scary, actually, because it's like, okay, this has got to be shortening his career, hopefully not by much, but it's definitely not something you want to report on or want to talk about. But let's get to the matchups. Seahawks versus 49ers. That's going to be a, a hopefully within the same vein as the old school, you know, 2012, 13, 14 Seahawks Niners games back in the day when they actually did not like each other. They were playing for much more than just to win the game, but to 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 take over the NFC West. Oh man, that that was such a an incredible, incredible time to be a football fan. Watching the the Niners and the Seahawks just slug it out every single game was like one of the best things that you could ever ha- happen to football. Like one of the better modern day rivalries has got to be Seahawks Niners. Back in those days, we had Russell Wilson and Colin Kaepernick and Jim Harbaugh and Pete Carroll going at it. Just it, it, those were such such fun games to watch. Obviously, now times have changed. Now Russell Wilson is no longer with the Seahawks. Jim Harbaugh is not with the Niners. Um, a lot of stuff has happened, but I hope that you know this game will bring back those classic rivalry vibes between these teams because man, those were fun to watch. Richard Sherman going off, you know, just disrespecting the entire Niners team. Him and Michael Crabtree going at it. Like, it was like some of the best drama and fun things that you could see in the NFL. That, that to me, was like peak NFL rivalry for my time. Like, people talk about um, Ravens-Steelers. People talk about, you know, Steelers-Raiders, all that stuff. Um, But, man, I mean... Seeing Bears Packers way back in the day, but for me, it was the Niners versus the Seahawks. Those were bitter, 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 just crazy games that always went down to the end. Just rough slugfest games, just fun to watch, man. Those were the best. So I hope that we can get that channel back in um, this week, uh, this weekend. Chargers versus the Jaguars. This is going to be a pretty. I think evenly matched game in terms of um, quarterback play because I feel like, you know, as as good as Justin Herbert is, he doesn't really show that he is as good every, you know, every single week. Um, He has the ability to be like one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I feel like his coach doesn't really let him be that most times because I feel like he digs him in holes into a hole quite a bit. And then you got Trevor Lawrence on the Jaguars, who's just like a pretty good... He's coming into fruition. He's coming into himself, which is good because you thought, I thought, we all thought that Urban Meyer was going to destroy this man and make him become an absolute bust. And he's kind of, he's gotten a lot better. He's not like quite where I think he should be in terms of like number one pick quarterback, but he's definitely like on the way there. And I feel like in the second year, quarterback, you know, essentially this is going to be his like first like actual sane year with a sane head coach who's actually not insane. Like 
I feel like Urban Meyer and all that was just so bad, so insane for Trevor Lawrence that this has got to be his actual real, real rookie year, you know? And I feel like if, if we could take, like, let's say like Trevor Lawrence does not, you know, come out in 2021. It comes out, you know, 2022. What His rookie year would probably be, like, considered more of a, of a success with a record of 9-8 and eight than whatever he was back then with the Jaguars. You know, I feel like just like Urban Meyer pretty much broke that guy in half and Doug Peterson just saved his life. And I feel like, you know, he's been improving in his game week to week. I just feel like they're not probably not going to win this game. I think the Chargers are a little bit more talented, more experienced, more a bit of an older team that I think that they will be able to beat the Jaguars um, in Jacksonville. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen there. Dolphins, Bills, like I said before, Tua Tungavailoa out with another concussion. Uh, I feel like this game, it being in Buffalo as well, it would be incredibly hard for them to beat the Bills in Buffalo, even with Tua. Without Tua, it's probably going to be damn near impossible. I mean, you're going to have to have, like, Buffalo just lay an egg in a home playoff game in Buffalo. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Um, crazier things have happened, though. That doesn't seem as crazy if you think about it. Um, but I just think that Josh Allen, you know, with all of his weapons, no Tua for the uh, for the Dolphins, um, it seems like it's pretty much going to be uh, the Bills game to lose. So I'm going to go Bills on this one. Easy, easy pick. Um, I think that they, they they pretty much, it might be tight in the first half, but I think that the Bills will wake up and be like, all right, let's, let's, let's win this game. Um, Ravens, Bengals, or not Ravens, or Giants, Vikings, actually. Um, I truly don't know about this game because I've seen Kirk Cousins, you know, play football, play the quarterback position, and you kind of want to sprinkle that word elite when he plays it sometimes. Um, other times he plays like absolute dog shit. And then you're like, this guy cannot be an actual quarterback in the, in, in the NFL. This is insane. This is impossible. It makes no sense. But we are here. And, you know, he did make it to the playoffs. They have a pretty good record. They didn't get the number one seed, so they don't have a bye. But... You know, looking at the Giants, who are not going to... I don't think that they're going to roll over on this. I think that they'll make it pretty difficult for the Vikings to win this game. You know, listen, I mean, like, they, they have right now... I mean, I don't I think anybody would have expected the Giants to get into the playoffs with Brian Dayball, you know, first-year head coach, and, you know, actually, you know, have a pretty good, decent season. I mean, they, they, they started, you know, they had some weeks where they are like one of the better teams in the NFL. You know, they kind of fallen off on that, kind of lost some games when they should have won them. But I think you get the 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 Vikings who, you know, are under a lot of pressure, especially with Kirk Cousins. Like, even though the record is 13-4, um, let's be honest. I mean, Kirk Cousins is under so much pressure to, to deliver in this wild card weekend game because, like, if he loses and they lose in the first round of the playoffs after a 13-4 and season, I mean, you, you'd you have to chalk that up as an as a, as a colossal failure. 
I don't care what your record is. I don't care how well you played. I don't care how well Justin Jefferson played. You lost in the first uh, first round of the playoffs after what you would call one of the most successful years in your career. I, I, I truly don't care. I don't give a damn. So let's pump the brakes on Kirk Cousins. He's not elite. He's really, really good, but he has the, the ability to be really, really bad. Now, that one game when they beat the Colts and stormed back and beat the Colts, when they were down 33-0 to at the half, that was probably the best comeback I've ever seen, or, you know, anybody's ever seen. Now, could that would that happen again in the playoffs? I don't think so, just because of the sheer determination and the, and, and the sheer, like, you know, other teams are going to be willing to do anything to win. I think that that's more unlikely than in, 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 in the playoffs than in the regular season. So this game is tricky, but I think that the Vikings will win it because of the immense pressure on Kirk Cousins that he will have no other choice but to try to win. Now, it might not be a high-scoring game. It might be pretty low-scoring, but I think the Giants will make it interesting. They will, they will, they will be competitive within the game, but eventually I think the Vikings will win because they have to win. Like, the Vikings know in their hearts with the regular season that they had, they need to win this game to, I think, keep Kirk Cousins, you know, in Minnesota and, and without the, you know, the narrative that he's that he's trashed. He's actually a trash quarterback. You know, he's been getting away with a lot this year. Um, he needs to win this game to at least get the monkey off his back and get deep into the playoffs than he, than he normally is. Um, next we have Ravens Bengals. In my opinion, um, if the Ravens don't have Lamar, they have no chance. The Bengals are just way too good. Joe Burrow is way too good for them to lose this game to, to Tyler Huntley. Like, I'm sorry, but like in this game for the Ravens, you, you honestly, you need Lamar in this game. You can't rely. He's like their entire team. He's like, he's like, he's that good. He runs, he passes. He's their entire team. And despite their record of being 10 and seven, I mean, like that's, yeah, I mean that that's like the the like almost the worst you can do and still be in the playoffs, you know? Like you, they they skim through kind of um but it's clear that Lamar is probably holding out to get more money or to get signed or maybe he wants to trade. I don't know, there's something going on there with his injury. They said 3 weeks max, I think. It's been 6. Um I'm not sure what's exactly happening, but definitely isn't look like they they are going to keep him or he wants to stay. So I think that without Lamar, the Ravens have no shot. And if the Bengals do do actually wind up losing this game, it's going to be a colossal uh, collapse for that team because we saw them, the, you know, if it weren't for what happened to uh, DeMar Hamlin, um, I think the Bengals were going to win that game. That, though, that, that, that first drive under Joe Burrow, I think he might have beaten Josh Allen in that game. I'm not gonna. I'm not kidding you, man. He looked like he was on a mission that day to beat Josh Allen, and uh, he might have done that. He might have done that, but we'll we'll never know that outcome. Um, final game of the wild card weekend: Cowboys Buccaneers. I've been talking to people who are who 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 have see who who. 
who are so delusional. They think that because because the Buccaneers are going to be playing the Cowboys, and it all it's 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 weird because I think that Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure that's 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 true. That and the Cowboys are so much better than the Buccaneers. I mean, it's like I know they lost to the Commanders in in, in the last week of the season, but the Commanders. You know, they probably just got lucky on that one. The Buccaneers are extremely not a good team. Or are they? Or are they not? I mean, I mean, we were talking about them being that bad. They finished um eight and nine. You know, by far the the worst record in the to get into the playoffs. So I know the Buccaneers are a terrible team. And the Cowboys are so much better. But there's just some really strange vibes with this game. If Tom Brady is able to channel whatever the fuck he has to beat the Cowboys again with a significantly bad team, just not a good team, either the NFL is rigged or they just hate the Cowboys or the Cowboys just really just suck. Like, you can be good all you want in the regular season. You win all these games, you can go, you know, 12 and 5 whatever they went. You can have a good season. If you can't beat this team that all year has been not really on the same page and Tom Brady has not been playing well, Todd Bowles has not been coaching them well. You can't beat them like this. I <laughs> it's it's going to be a tough pill to swallow, man. That's going to be tough. To, to accept that fate. And the fact that the Cowboys don't get the home field, the shitty Buccaneers do, it just it, it's 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 bad news. I it's just bad news all over the place. So in that, I think <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I can't go against Tom Brady. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers to to beat to beat these guys. And it's going to be hilarious. And for Cowboy fans, it might be one of the worst losses of all time to a team that has been playing so bad all year long. And you can't beat them because the narrative of 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 Tom Brady never losing to Dallas. That that would be something. That that would be that. I mean, I I don't even know what I would do. I don't know what Cowboys fans would do. That would be incredibly bad. I just I, I think that I would if I was a Cowboys fan, I might just look at like everything. McCarthy, Dak, I might you just you might have to try to get another quarterback at that point. You had coached something because maybe it's just not it. It's not working. We're not. You know, we're we're playing good regular season games, but we just can't do nothing in the playoffs. So, final prediction for that one: Buccaneers. I can't. I can't go against Tom Brady. I can't. And as bad as he's he's playing, he's been playing so bad, so bad, terrible football. Oh, I, I really don't want to go against him because I know I'll be eating my words. So I'm gonna take Cowboys on, the, on that on, on that final game. All right, everybody, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you wanna um, check out this podcast on all platforms, it's it's available on YouTube, Spotify, and uh, uh, Apple Podcast at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Drops every Thursday. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that stuff. Tell your friends. And yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for watching and I will see you guys next week.